In this episode, we'll discuss behaving like the consumer we also want to attract, how to ask another wedding pro for a collaboration, how to say no to collaborations and educate in the process, and paperwork and applications to consider for collaborations. Welcome to the Refine Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. Hi, Wedding Pro friends. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Refine Podcast for Wedding Planners. This one is going to apply to all categories. So I'm excited to have you here and I'm going to jump right in on starting with being the consumer you want to attract. So here's the thing with wedding pros. I often see us educating couples on, you know, the do's and don'ts of working with us. And then I see us turning around and doing the opposite to each other. So my call to action here and my plea to the industry is be the consumer you want to attract. Lead by example. Show the couples that you're not just telling them to do those things for you, that you're willing to do those for other people as as a consumer. Okay, so what do I mean by that? First off, I'm just going to go for it. Stop asking for free shit. Like, really, stop. It's so unbecoming. It's so hypocritical. And it's so not how we're trying to accomplish anything in this industry, right? So like constantly it's, hey, come do this with me. Bring your free stuff. Hey, can I have a centerpiece for this? You know, like offer to pay for this stuff. I don't get it. I don't understand why we are putting our foot down with these couples on price points and, you know, our value and like know your worth and all this stuff. And then we turn around and we ask for free stuff from each other. Like I understand that we refer each other And I understand that there is value in providing products and services to each other without a cost, but there is an approach to that. And that's not for us to decide if it provides value to the other person. Like I can assume that as a wedding planner, I provide value to a photographer and it's not the worst thing in the world for me to reach out and be like, Hey, can you come take my family pictures? And like not to offer to pay for them because I send them twenty thirty thousand dollars in revenue a year right like but it's still really entitled and it's not cute or attractive or like what I want to work with right like I don't know maybe there's someone that sends them infinitely more or maybe there's just a bandwidth on their schedule or like they have to pay for childcare to then come take my family pictures or like there's just so many variables there that like we can't ask for this stuff for free we have to ask for it in a way that assumes they're not able to give it to us for free, no matter what we've given them, right? So I'll get to that in a minute. Other things that I want to see us stop doing, I want to see us stop using the terms like free, cheap, affordable. When I go into Facebook groups, just random mom groups, and I see someone say, hey, does anyone have a cheap plumber that we can call? Or does anyone have an affordable whatever? And I I see that they're in the wedding industry. I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) we're beating a dead horse on this topic. Like if you're going to tell your couples not to do it, don't do it yourself. Those words are super relative. You know, this you've educated your couples on it. So, you know, practice what you preach. Like 
you know that the term cheap or affordable is totally relative. Like for you, that might mean one thing. And for me, it might mean another thing. And also like, who wants a cheap plumber? Not me. (laughs) Sorry. But like, I know that value. I'm I'm not playing games with that kind of stuff. So obviously there might be something that like you value more than I value or vice versa. But when we use words like that, we contribute to that issue in our society. So I'm asking that we come up with better terms. Like, hey, like word it the right way. Like, hey, I just need someone that can do this. So what is a fair rate for that? What is a reasonable rate for that? Who who can provide this? I don't need anything fancy frills or whatever. Like I understand the value, but like, I just need this. Okay, that's way more fair. Also, I think that we're doing an okay job with this, but maybe you're newer to the industry and aren't totally aware of this quite yet. So I'm just going to bring it up. But like price shopping is also not necessarily, I don't know. I feel like as we've been in the industry, those of us in the industry longer truly understand our value. Like we have seen it all, right? So we don't always just price shop and look for the lowest price point. We know that sometimes spending an extra couple hundred dollars and maybe even spending a couple extra thousand dollars you get what you pay for, right? We've experienced that. So when we do that as consumers, we need to keep that in mind too. Like that's exactly what our couples are doing and we're educating against that. Like, don't just price shop me. But as consumers, we should understand the same thing. We should go and and look at reviews and try to understand the value and all that stuff. Like I said, all of these behaviors that we do, we are contributing to society and believing that that is still okay. We can make a difference here. The event industry encompasses our entire world. And we have a lot of leverage in the way we can educate. So how do you ask a wedding pro for a collaboration? If you're doing a style shoot or an open house, or you, you know, want a centerpiece for Thanksgiving (laughs) at your home, and you feel like you've given and given and given to a particular vendor, how do you ask for those things without entitlement? So I think the key word here is without entitlement. So I'm going to share a story. And then I think I'll get into sharing how I kind of worded this, but A few years ago, I had an opportunity to do a little open house at a a a chapel here in town. And I was given a small table. I didn't have a whole lot of room to decorate or make a production of anything. It was just a small little setup. And so I knew I needed a centerpiece for the flowers and or something to decorate, right? So I reached out to a florist and I was happy to pay for them. But, you know, I have sent her a lot of business and would have loved to not pay for them, but you know, I wasn't going to expect that, but I simply asked, Hey, here's the date of the open house. It's on a Sunday. I'm not overly picky about the flowers or the colors. What do you have going on in your production that week? Is there something that you could, could you add some flowers to your order and make an extra centerpiece for me and I'll come get it. So I, so the point here is that I made that super easy. I think in there, I might have even asked, like, is it possible to pay for it at cost or something like that? I don't know. But like, I made it very easy. All I asked was that she add to the current order that she had in the production they were already doing. So it wasn't going to distract or take away from what was already on her plate. And I just said, hey, I'll build around what you can provide me. It's a small table. I'll get the linen that matches it or whatever. I'm going to start here. And she responded and she's like, oh, just take them. You made that so easy. Like put a little, put a little card tent that just says where they came from and thank you so much. Like, and, and she also told me, I so appreciate the way you approach this. I can't tell you how often I get these emails and they're just so entitled. And I understand that we refer business back and forth to each other, but like this approach spoke volumes to me. So 
clearly people aren't doing it. And I've since then learned from that, like that was just my natural way of reaching out. But as I've done that with more and more vendors over time, that is the response I get. Oh, that was so refreshing. Thank you so much for wording it that way. I don't, people don't do that. They just ask for stuff or expect it. So here's one way you can do that. You can reach out and say, hey, I would love to have you contribute or be a part of this thing. Here's the value I see for vendors. However, I understand everyone has a, has to decide value for themselves and totally understand if this isn't the right fit for you. Do let me know if there's anything I can do to make this more valuable to you though. So like, that's a good way of asking someone to be in a style shoot or contribute to the new anniversary party or something like that, right? Like we're not going to expect that they would immediately see value out of that. We're not going to expect that they immediately have the budget for it. We're going to offer to provide value and we're going to ask what would provide additional value, okay? We're going to come at it as if, this is an actual collaboration and that we can all receive value out of it. Now, on the flip side, if you're on the receiving end of one of these asks and you're not in a position to provide it, how do you say no to a collaboration and, and, and maybe even educate in the process? So I think some of the best responses I've gotten when I've reached out to people for a collaboration are things like, I mean, it's just so simple, but it's to the point and it was insightful is to say, hey, you know, we're maxing on our, our collaborative budget this this year, like we've already, we've said yes to the things that we can. And for projects like this, here's our process. So yeah, let's do something in the future. If you want to do something in the spring, we usually get that wrapped up by the fall or whatever that is like, and then insert your process and make sure that they know how far in advance they need to ask that sort of thing, or how many that you say yes to in a year or what they're really looking for in projects like this. So as someone being asked, it's really important to even share that, like to say yes in the future, it's going to also need to entail these things. This is how we find value in those collaborations. There is nothing wrong with sharing that stuff, right? It's so helpful because then I, as the person asking, know how to line that up in my projections, my future quarterly goals. And I know, okay, if I want that rental company next time that I'm going to have to plan six months in advance, I can't just ask them three months in advance. It felt like enough time for me, but maybe I need six or nine months. Okay. So get into a schedule there. And then for everyone involved here, I think there's a good wisdom in having paperwork or an application or something like that. So I do find that a lot of like rental companies or florists or people that ask for collaborations on a regular basis have a tab on our website with an application process for these collaborations. And I think this is so brilliant because it removes the personal disappointment or feelings that can sometimes happen in saying no. It's just a simple like, hey, we've asked these questions. It's not the right fit. Here's what could make it a right fit. And we move on. Like, because in that application process, you can, you can lead them on what your expectations are for collaborations. And as they start to fill it out and they realize on their own, hey, this isn't, that's not what I'm planning to do. Then they can see on their own, like I said, that this is not the right fit. And they might bounce off that application and you never even hear from them. So having an application is a really good move. I think both parties should also have paperwork and agreements in place. And, you know, something as simple as me needing that centerpiece for the open house, like that's not, we don't need anything like that. But when we're talking styled shoots or, or, bigger collaborations, decorating a whole venue for a party or something like that. Like having paperwork is really wise and having the agreement on paper, having the expectations and what the value is, what the outcome should be, what we're all anticipating, because then what happens if that publication doesn't work out? Okay. What's the backup plan to still provide value that needs to be considered. 
So I hope that that was a helpful little bit for you today. I think overall, my biggest cry to this industry is to be the consumer you want to attract. Don't treat each other with entitlement. Come to each other with the idea of truly wanting to provide value, but with also the understanding that not everyone values the same things. And that's okay. So be able to receive a no or be able to receive feedback on what could provide more value and decide if you're able to do it or not. And that's okay. But I think the sooner we start treating each other the way we're expecting our clients to treat us, the more unity we're going to see in our industry. The more beauty and collaborations, the fewer tensions. I, I just, I think that this can be a really healing thing for our industry. I think that there are some wounds over this, quite frankly, and there's some frustration over, God, I have given and given and given to this person. And they still come to me with this entitlement because, because here's the thing, like I said, sure, maybe I've given that photographer $20,000, $30,000 of business a year, but like they've also given me certain things and maybe I didn't see it that way. But they're sitting there in a position of like, God, I've given them family portraits year after year. I've done these things and like my business has evolved and grown too. So like we each have our own take. It's important to come to it with a question and a how can I provide you value versus entitlement. So if you've appreciated this message, if there are people that you feel like need to hear this message, then I would love if you would like, share, and subscribe. Leave a review so others can find this. And go onto our Instagram and share the thumbnail of like of this episode, the headline. Put it in your Instagram stories. Make sure other people see it. Let's make a difference in our industry with this conversation. Get together with those in your market and say, how can we better do this together? What applications do you have? What paperwork do you have? How can I ask these questions in a way that is respectful, but also mindful of like, hey, yeah, we do refer business back and forth. Have these conversations with your colleagues and your peers. You guys have a great day and I'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.